listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to my NFT journey. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me today for a new episode of the show. We have not done an episode of this show in about three months. The last episode, what I pretty much said, we're, we're calling it quits, uh, was back on September 7th. And uh, I'm recording this now in December, three months later, with my guest today, Anthony Mangello, who is CEO and co-founder of the Bulls and Apes Project. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode was because I thought it'd be good to kind of jump in and do an update um, because at the time when I recorded that final episode, I was pretty dejected and starting to like, you know, step away from the NFT market for a while, which is fine. I had a lot of other things going on. Um, but since then, I've gotten really re-engaged thanks to this one project, Bulls and Apes Project, with uh, which Anthony is part of. Um, and the other reason was I thought it'd be interesting because we had... Uh, one of their other co-founders, uh, Manny Coates, uh, known as Neo Ape, on the show back in April, ahead of their Mint and their launch in May. And I know many of you, many listeners of the show, hit me up on Twitter and other places and let me know that they minted Bulls and Apes because they heard my interview with Manny and saw my tweets about it and that I was getting involved. And so now we are, what, about seven, eight months in, Anthony, and it seems like things are going pretty well. So welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Andy. I'm, I'm happy to be your uh, your return episode. Yeah, it's exciting. And <clears throat> you, I want to start with your journey because it's interesting. You're like uh, me in some respects, like coming from the corporate space yep. and then jumping into this. But I came in as like hobby investor. You have not only come in as a co-founder of a project, but obviously uh, a really big and complex and it's more of a business than a project seems to me, oh, but uh, tell me about your journey of getting into NFTs. How did it all come about? Yeah. So I, I have, as you mentioned, um, 20 plus year corporate career, um, pretty boring industry. I was global, global commercial PNC uh, insurance. Mm. Uh, so very stable, um, you know, very uh, old school. Um, but I heard about NFTs. I started hearing Gary V, Mark Cuban talking about NFTs and talking about web three and um, I've always been um, a technology delivery person, um, disruptive technologies, um, insure tech, fintech. I was very involved in, in that in my insurance role. Um, so, so it piqued my interest. I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on with Web3 and NFTs? And realized it was the blockchain behind it. And, and then really started digging into the decentralized nature, permissionless, public ledger. Um, and that started getting me excited. I was like, okay, I got to get, get involved. So I got involved with VFriends um, at Gary V's uh, NFT project. And when I jumped into the VFriends Discord for the first time, I was just blown away by the community aspect. It was, was nuts. Like, oh, yeah, I remember those nuts. early days. And it's I think this is social. Like you know, forget Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. This is social. This was people like just interacting and energy and engagement. Um, then I started hearing about DAOs. And, and that um, decentralized autonomous organizations. Um, and, and that's a, a Web3 business model. 
Um, and I started thinking about um, my corporate career and, and, and developing business models in the corporate world and, and leadership, but through influence over, over authority has always been a big, a big thing for mine. And these DAOs are all about influence and it's about engaging the community. So with that whole new business model, it was something I was really interested in. So I started volunteering my time with a project called Bulls on the Block um, and, and offered up my time on nights and weekends and just helping them with strategy and help, helping them think through how to organize around, around community. Um, and it's through that that I met Manny um, and he and I were talking about what it would be like to start our own project. He introduced me to Guy, who's the third co-founder. And the three of us um, said, yeah, let's, let's, let's give it a go. You know, there's, there's so much potential in web three, yet there's so much inexperience. And then there's all the negative stuff that's there with cash grabs and scams. You know, people don't, that don't know how to build a business and myself with a corporate career and Manny and Guy, our longtime business partners, serial entrepreneurs with major, major success. We said, we, we think we got a formula. The three of us complement each other. You know, we can, Let's give it a go. And so January of um, this year, 2022, we uh, we started the project. Mm, okay. So started in January and you guys, so you met through Bulls on the Block. Yes. Uh, did you end up, but you came in, it sounds like similar to me through Gary and also hearing from others, but Gary and VFriends, did you end up minting VFriends? Was that the first I did, thing yes. you bought? Okay. Yeah. So I tested out first. I got my first NFT was a Steve um, Ioki from um, uh, Nifty Nifty Gateway. So okay. I took the, the training wheel approach, yeah. you know, with my credit card and everything else. And then, yeah. um, man, I was so nervous minting friends. I had my wallet set up and money yep. transferred and yeah. I was doing all the research. I couldn't wait for it. Yeah, what did you end up getting in that mint? So I got um, a Moral Monkey uh, green uh, epic. Okay. I've got uh, a level-headed level lizard and a FaceTime Fox. Oh, um, okay. So I wound up um, flipping flipping those, and that uh, actually helped me, uh, you know, get started with Bulls and Apes project. Actually, oh, interesting. Okay, cool. I I minted five V friends, and I still have my five. Oh, good for um, you. I never got any uh, any access tokens, and that's been one of the like sort of regrets. Like, oh, maybe that mm -hmm. would have been. And now I see, at the time it felt like I would talk with my wife about it endlessly, and it'd be like well, what's the long-term value going to be once the access is over? There's not going to be value there. And even though I do see the value in the access, I kind of talk myself out of it. Now I realize with many of those access tokens, you could actually use some of the access and then flip it oftentimes for more than you bought it for. And it's like, oh, that actually was a good play. Yeah, there was a, it was a good, interesting project. There's a lot of um, game theory to it and trying to decide what you should get and what what characters are going to hit. Um, but it was a, it was a fun project to get involved in. Yeah, exactly. I ended up buying a six V friend later. And then I sold that, uh, just a few weeks ago and, uh, pretty much put all of that ETH back into Bulls and Nate's project, which we will be talking about very soon. Sure. Uh, so I'm biased in this interview, but what was it about Bulls on the Block that attracted you guys? I had never been involved in that project at all. So I was involved from from Mint. Um, it was mm -hmm. very hyped up going into Mint, which um, was uh, summer of 2021, where there was a there was a ton of a ton yeah. of hype. Um, when I got involved in Bulls on the Block, so for me personally, I'm I'm a bit um, of an introvert. The the networking, the the V Friends Discord was cool to see, but it was yeah. overwhelming. Um, oh yeah. There were a hundred thousand people plus. hundred thousand, yeah. Well over a hundred thousand people. Right? right. And so for me, it was just overwhelming. When I got into the bulls on the block discord, it felt a little bit more comfortable for me. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's how I got involved there. Then there was a lot of hype coming out of it. I liked the art too. It, it attracted me. I liked the name bulls on the block. 
Um, and so for all of those reasons, and quite honestly, I reached out to probably a handful of founders um, at the time offering with my LinkedIn profile, offering up my services for free, you know, to volunteer. Yeah. Um, and the only one who really responded to me was Bulls on the Block. And so that's how that's how I got involved. Yeah. Okay. So you got involved helping them with like strategy and marketing and thinking through yeah. some of that stuff. Yep. Hmm. That's really cool. And uh, later, you know, flash fast fast forward to where we are today. Uh, Bulls and Apes Project has recently acquired Bulls in the right. Box. So I want to make sure that we get to that. Um, but you guys came together and decided to create this project, the Bulls and Apes Project, and. Yeah. You started it in January, um, building the network and and building it out, and it didn't launch until May. So you had a few months to build that up. Uh, I'm curious. I know that as we record this in December 2022, uh, you guys say we're we're only just in the beginning, and there's a lot of stuff to come. So obviously, don't know everything that's going to come. But where did the idea come from for all of this? Did somebody have this going in? Was it just a lot of discussions that you know to come up with all this? Because it's a pretty complex. Um, journey and idea and lore and all this stuff you have tokenomics that you have going on. Yeah. So um, uh, number one, Manny is the uh, creative director um, on, on the project. So he runs art, he runs creative. Um, a lot of the ideas are, are, are his, um, but we had other people contributing as well uh, mm -hmm. to, to some of the ideas. It was always going to be um, financial focused, generating wealth, retaining wealth. So bulls and apes fit that characteristic bull market charging forward mm -hmm. apes aping into investments taking mm -hmm. taking risk you know that was always going to be um the the theme and we follow through the, through with that as you know um as a member of our community if you own one of our bulls you have access to vc deal flow um that right. we've we've curated through our connections um and so there's a there's a there's a financial aspect to it the tokenomics themselves um it it, it it rewards asset accumulation and accumulating assets that work for you. You know, really, really sound financial principles. So that was always, always important to us. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. Interesting. So yeah, you got the idea guy, you come up with marketing and strategy and you're building this. And I was wondering, you know, as you came together in January, 2022, we are still in probably the height of the bubble, if you will. Yes. We, we can see it as in hindsight, right? At the time when my family... And some friends were telling me, this is a bubble you should get out. And I said, no, it's not. Um, and it totally was. <laughs> you know, with my pants down. Uh, hang on just a second. Yeah. So as you were starting to build this, uh, really during that time, the market kind of started to come apart. Right? I remember if I look back at my holdings and the valuations and the charts, you know, March seems to be around the peak and mm -hmm. then things really started to take a slide where the value of ETH and Bitcoin started to really fall and people were getting out of NFT projects leading into the summer. Um, so as you go to launch this in May, the market is really starting to slide. So how did you feel during that time? Were you, were you, I'm sure you had some nervousness about it, but you, oh, you still yeah. went forward. Yeah, we, we did. So we had, we had a lot of discussions amongst um, the the founders and then we had, a, we had people that were um, you know more, ingrained in the web three space that we're offering, offering up advice. And um, all of their advice was delay, 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 push it off, wait till the bear market's done. Um, nobody that was giving us advice was expecting the bear market to last as long as it did. Um, but, but we, we did um, quite honestly, we looked at it. And, and so we looked at it at each other and we said, do we believe in what we're delivering? Do, do we believe that we're here for the long term? Do we have conviction? And the answer was yes to all of it. And we said, then why not go forward now? 
you know, who cares if it's a bear market? Um, you know, let's let's move it forward. We have a lot of support around it. There was there was a really core group of people that were excited about what we were we, we were intending to deliver. Um, and we knew that no matter what we were, we were going to execute. Now, we came in self-funded and pre-funded. So mm. we had the luxury of um, knowing that we had a, a runway to, to deliver. Yeah. Um, and and <clears throat> we took advantage of that big time. Um, so we moved forward May 31st. We sold out in 67 hours. Um, nobody thought we were going to sell out. A 10K collection at the time. Um, people were cutting their collections in half in a third and still not selling out. Mm-hmm. Uh, those prices were half or a third of our price. Right. Yeah. You mentioned um, we charged a premium. We get right. yeah, 0.17 and um and we we wound up selling out with that. So it was it was um luckily we built a strong network um ahead of mint um and we had uh, some trust and credibility built in with a six month ETH back guarantee that we included mm-hmm. into the into the mint into the contract. Yeah, um, and, and I mean that, funds. that that ETH back guarantee was huge for a lot of people and and probably why. I would think you attracted, uh, it seems like quite a few whales, you know, people who bought uh, a significant amount, like myself, I minted 50 of them. And one of the reasons was at that time, I was, you know, getting pretty shy and fed up with uh, what, you know, what's going on with the NFT market. But, you know, talking to my wife about it and saying like, look, if we're going to hold ETH, why wouldn't we put it into Bulls and Apes project? Because it has the same, you know, potential downside, ETH goes down. Uh, but more upside because, you know, the worst we can do is just as long as these guys are trustworthy is to send them back if it doesn't do well and and get our ETH back. That's right. And uh, um, the the six months was up uh, Thanksgiving weekend and we had uh, 15, eight people executed the refund um, during the six months and 15 bulls were returned to our treasury and their mint funds were automatically, it was all built into the contract. So yep. it was, they didn't even, they didn't have to talk to us. No, not calling a, a toll-free number. It was just go on the site, hit refund. We get the bull, you get your ETH back. And so 15 out of the 10,000 were, were returned. Mm, I love that. Wouldn't it be nice if other products and services were like that? You didn't have to call somebody and get talked out of it. You know, your cable company or whatever, you could just push a button. <laughs> it, was, it would be so nice. Um, and that was 15 bulls out of 10,000. So obviously a significantly low percentage, um, probably baffling to you guys why any of these people returned them. I happen to know one person personally who returned oh, really? their bulls. Yes. Uh, I texted Manny and told him, I won't say this person who they are because okay. I don't want to out them, but I'll tell you later uh, and why it came about, which you know gave me, you know, it gets you some insight into like, oh, why do people do certain things? Uh, it's kind of interesting. So you get to this six month milestone. And so you sold out in, in 67 hours, like you said. Uh, if I remember right, there was a period where there was a lot of hype and the price started going up pretty quickly and it looked exciting. And then it kind of settled back down and for- Way what, down. Yeah, way down. It, it seemed yeah. like two or three months, it was really sitting around the mint price of 0.17 to 0.22, somewhere like the floor price, I mean. And- you know, many of us are probably thinking like, okay, maybe this is not really going to go anywhere, but at least I can get my money back. Uh, but then sometime well before the, that, that deadline, if you will, the price did start going up and it really kind of, what I like about it is it it really seemed to kind of climb slowly. It wasn't like some big hype thing that, that drove prices up. And at the same time, you know, that seemed to be kind of what our market is doing now, because in the old days, I talked to, to Bennett, who you know all the time about this in the quote old days of 2021 
you know, somebody could tweet something and it would drive the price up three X of a project. And now it really doesn't matter what anybody says. It's just like a slow thing. It's hard to move the market. So how are you feeling during that time? And like, what do you attribute that, that slow rise to? Yeah. So first, um, uh, end of July, August to beginning of September was brutal. Mm. <laughs> you, know, you look at it and you're like, oh man, uh, volume was dry. It was drying up. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of it was due to uh, the bear market. So a lot of people checked out. Um, yep. It was summer. People, yep. you know, people were beat up. And so like, we're not going to pay attention to NFTs even. So Twitter was was pretty desolate. Mm. Um, uh, there just wasn't a lot of activity. So even if we announced something in August, it still would have been, you know, would have been no big deal. Um, yeah. But what we did was we took that time and we said, okay, we're getting beat up. Um, let's make sure that we start executing in the fall on all the things that we were going to execute on anyway. Um, yeah. And so that's when we started doing some, some deliverables. Um, we, we tweaked the way we were doing some of our marketing um, and uh, uh, community engagement. We were more heavily engaged in the community that we, than we were uh, July and August. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, very present. Um, uh, there was some feedback that, that, um, I, that I received from the community that that wasn't present enough um, mm. in Discord and, and on Twitter. And um, you know, I listened. And now I'm I'm all over it, and yeah. and the community, the community appreciates that. And so yeah. it was a little bit of a lesson learned. There was a little bit of a lull um, mm-hmm. in the summer, um, but man, once the fall hit, we were we started executing on all cylinders. We delivered value after value after value. Um, engaged with the community. Some community leaders stepped up as well um, to to be leaders within the community and rallying the troops. Um, and so they're just really this nice vibe and this nice culture of we're gonna build together, grow together. Um, kind of mentality, and and that's what it's been since, and it's just continuing to to, to go up. Yeah, and I think uh, I don't know what's going on with a lot of other projects these days because I haven't really been active in too many communities, and I checked out for a while as well. And uh, I'm lucky I connected with a couple of community members and had some friends in the community who texted me and kind of woke me up and said, "Hey, are you paying attention to the tokenomics in bulls and apes?" Like, no, I haven't really done anything with my bulls. They're just sitting there collecting meth, and maybe I'll do something one day. And uh, one newer friend I had made, a guy down in New Zealand uh, named Mike, who said, well, you really should start playing with it because they started minting God bulls and they're going to run out. Yes. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe. And I had some travel coming up. So I started, you know, finally uh, breeding bulls and making incubators and teens and then uh, was able to make four God bulls before they ran out. There was a max of 500. And it seemed like there was quite a bit of a frenzy at the end there. Of oh, people minting these God bulls. And I really, I'm so glad that that someone reached out to me and that I was able to create the four. I, I know looking back that if I had been really smarter about making trades and some other things, I probably could have made six, mm-hmm. um, but I'm happy that I have the four. Uh, so wh- what did you see during that time? And I also want to ask you about the tokenomics in general and like how you guys came up with this and if it's working, you know, the way you anticipated it. Uh, yeah. So during the God bill mint out, I, I, I was, I was one of the ones who I'm like, no, they're going to mint out like in the new year um, yeah. kind of deal. Right. And then it just started accelerating and accelerating and accelerating. And, and even as it was accelerating, I was at a family barbecue and the team's like texting, like they're going to mint out. They're going to mint out. I'm like, wait, we got to get a space up. We had, we were, we were prepared for a space. We weren't prepared with marketing. Mm. And very quickly we got a space going and I'm, I'm on my sister's um, deck in her backyard and I'm doing a Twitter space and, you know, excited about the God bulls and my family's all into it too. So everybody was excited about the God bulls being minted out. And 
it was just a, a pretty cool moment, um, but it happened a lot quicker than I thought. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, when was this that it happened? I was trying to remember. Was it in September, October? I think it was October. Okay. Um, I think it was October. Okay. I know I had some travel too, and I was like trying to work around, you know, connecting and and making sure that I'm still like breeding and making the the teen bulls and everything. Um, so talk about, tell me about the, tell us about the tokenomics and like what you put together, especially for people that have not been involved with it. Cause I, I see it as just genius and it's really addicting for a lot of people. Yeah. So that, that, that's what we wanted the engagement factor, um, no matter what. So the two, two things with the tokenomics, um, number one, we always built it to scale. Um, and, and we always knew it was going to scale and we'll, we'll get to one of the, um, uh, big initiatives that, that is really helping us propel right now which is community tokenization, but our, our thought process was always to scale. So our token has a 560 million uh, max supply. Mm. We 210 million of those are towards bull holders um, through holding rewards. And, okay. and so that 210 million, <clears throat> that'll, that'll um, it'll somewhere between two and three years, the holding rewards will, will expire. Um, we've always had a recirculation strategy in place that, you earn, you burn, you earn, you burn. you're earning and spending, earning and spending, earning and spending. So creating an ecosystem that is um, sustainable, it has longevity, that is repeatable um, and, and and is very, very engaging. So it was important to us that um, everything from the animation that we do, you know, it's all meant to create some excitement, to get people excited about the process. Mm-hmm. We didn't want it to just be a technical process where you're just collecting your tokens, you're staking, you know, we wanted it to be something that was fun and engaging. That's why we have the lore that sits behind it as well. Mm-hmm. And the lore tells the story about the tokenomics. So it helps bring the tokenomics to life. It's easier to grasp, even though it's complex. Um, and, and our process walks you through that, uh, as well as making it as as fun and as, as engaging as possible. Yeah, that's really cool. And so you, you set this up and it's all about engaging people. And I think what's interesting too, you mentioned that you didn't want people just like pressing a button and collecting and staking, which many projects had done and at least got people a little bit more engaged or they got them to stop listing their their NFTs or whatever it may be. Um, but what I think is really interesting about it is not only do you earn and spend, but there's a lot of decision points along the way yes. of, you know, yes. do I breed my bulls? Do I make more? Do I hold the meth? Um, for those of us with God bulls, you know, do I use meth to open the box? Do I open a second box? Yes. Do I, you know, do I breed these bulls? Do I do this thing this way? Do I make a merger orb or do I like wait and see what happens? Do I resurrect a teen or not? There's just so many decisions there is. and it allows for a lot of people to have like personal strategies on, on what to do, not to mention the community involvement, which we should get to as well. And, and that's, that, that was intentional. Um, all all along the way, you know, we we try to come up with you know different um, paths that you can take, um, so that people can have those strategies and discussions. And and there's a lot of discussions. And what one of the things that we we saw, and actually to be to be um, uh, fair, is we that was part of the surprise that we had, and the reason why things minted out as quickly as they did. Um, and teams are going quicker than I expected as well. Um, and and it's because of the collaboration. You know, people are coming together. They're helping each other. Like, oh, do you need to trade that? Oh, you need to get mm-hmm. that. And so people are getting to those levels quicker than we anticipated right. because of that collaboration that's happening. It's fantastic to see. Yeah, I, I could see that. How like if you just, if you planned it out, how it would play out if people just got what they got. Yes. And then earned what they earned. 
instead of what people are doing, which is trades every day, especially people that are getting to know each other really well. You need this. I need that. Let's trade. And what I've seen with the community is um, so, like so much trust and so eat. Like I've done so many trades with people where <laughs> I say like, oh, I need this and, and, I'll, and I'll give you this. And they're like, great. And then they just send it to me. And I'm like, wait, do we even need to figure out how so I'm like, okay, I guess I can trust you. I send this back. And then now I know I can trust you and we can do multiple trades. That's happened to me multiple times with people I didn't even know. And now, you know, some of them become friends and it's just easy to trade with. And you're right, like we can align resources. So for example, um, you know, I have a, a, a cadre now of these teen bulls and they can earn anywhere from one to five meth per day. Uh, there are four guilds, right? Northeast, yep. South, East and West, uh, Northeast, South and West. Um, I have meth machines for two of those guilds, right. That allow me to kind of supercharge my meth production. Um, and so obviously I, I, I only want teens in those guilds. So I've been able to pull off multiple trades to keep aligning my teen, uh, stable with the meth machines, so that I can maximize my meth production, which allows me to create more teens. It's a, it's a brilliant gamification. Yeah, the game, the game theory is there um, and, you know, the community coming together and doing those kind of trades, it has accelerated it. Um, but uh, we, we we keep on, um, well, we've got, first we have strategic plans. So on how we leverage the tokenomics at scale. Um, and and that's, that's what we've started now. Those are our most recent announcements. Um, so I'm really excited about where, where that's going. Um, but but the uh, the acceleration through the community um, it just it just accelerates the things that we need to do. We add new layers in, um, and and the community has influence over it. So the way the community behaves around the tokenomics influences the way we um, adjust, and it also influences the way we tell the story with the lore. So the lore now we have eight chapters of lore, um, over an hour of narrated video um, that 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 talks through why the bulls and apes, the story behind the bulls, the story behind how do the apes come into existence. Um, and so it's a really, really captivating story. Um, adults like it, kids love it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a fun, it's a fun story, a fun little universe that we've created. Yeah, and when you say narrated video, I mean, it's like a narrated graphic novel. Like there's really cool graphics yeah. behind it and it's, it's really well done. It's not just like somebody talking through lore. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how all this stuff has come together. You mentioned uh, God bulls ran out even faster than you thought. It seems like teens are on pace to run out. Uh, so I mentioned, uh, you know, for those that are not initially involved, I'm breeding my bulls to create teen bulls and there are only going to be roughly 9,500 or 10,000 of those. Right. So those are going to run out. And I think at this point there's 2000 or 2,500 left. Right. So there's going to be only 10,000 of those. What happens after those run out? Oh, so when, when when those run out, they run out. Um, however, um, we uh, we have a couple of announcements that we've made. Um, so we, there's a big initiative called community tokenization, and what we're doing here, we we always we started bulls and apes because we wanted to we wanted to make an impact to Web three. Our our vision for their company is to create a world of infinite opportunities. Our mission is to empower communities to create their own worlds where they can live their best life. Um, and that was always intended to start with bulls and apes, but to be broader and have an impact on Web3. And so I mentioned the, the scalability of tokenomics. Where we're pushing that is with an initiative called community tokenization. And what we're doing is, is pure Web3. It's leveraging the blockchain, which is public. It's permissionless. It's intended to remove gatekeepers 
and remove intermediaries and provide value to the individual who owns an asset. So what we're doing with community tokenization is we are inviting other communities. So holders of other projects, NFTs, we're inviting them to come and play the game with tokenomics to earn our methane token just by holding NFTs from another project. You know, this at the scale we're doing, this has not been not been done in the industry. And so we're hoping to set an example of how you can provide value within the NFT space, even if it's with for holders outside of outside of your community. Now, the intention there is this second part of that announcement is we announced that we are going to be developing a metaverse platform called Weird Worlds. And in Weird Worlds, we're going to have a mint where people that earn methane are going to be able to mint a world in this metaverse platform called Weird Worlds. And so the metaverse platform, we know that building a metaverse is a massive undertaking. And most small communities, small projects don't have the funds to be able to do that. So our metaverse platform is going to be more of a drag and drop. There'll be an asset library. And so people will be able to create their own worlds within weird worlds where they can live their best life, whatever that might be. It might be hanging out with their friends. It might be showing off their NFTs. Or as the platform matures, it might be starting their own small business, hmm. the metaverse. And so those, those that's our vision for weird worlds and, and our vision for where the tokenomics is going to go longer term. This is, yeah, it's getting really interesting. I know you've said that you guys are just getting started with this and you've kind of released a little bit of a teaser about weird worlds. And I'm very curious where that's all going. Um, how many communities have you brought in at this point? And can you give an, an example of like what has happened? Because I've seen, you know, certainly people from Bulls Nates Project go out and buy tokens from those communities. Uh, hopefully you get people from those communities that want to come in yeah. and get involved with Bulls and Apes. Like what have you seen? Yeah, so far um, as of tonight, um, we'll have 30 communities that have been uh, tokenized. Um, we have over 350 applications for communities to be tokenized. So there's been a massive amount of energy around it. Um, it's, we have big communities, big projects, like, like Bored Apes has been tokenized. Um, cool Cats has been tokenized. And then we have smaller projects, as you mentioned, there's some small projects where um, we've, we've been able to, you know, uh, ba based on announcing them being tokenized, their floor tripled um, yeah. on multiple projects. And, and so people are excited about getting um, getting assets that can accumulate the methane token. Yeah, that it is really amazing to see that. It's like becoming the bulls and apes effect, right? That if the floor is below a certain threshold, you're going to see uh, bulls and apes holders come in and buy them up in order to um, primarily to collect more meth, right? But it also raises awareness for their project and brings new people in, into the project. It does. It does. So it's been an exciting, exciting initiative. Yeah, um, it's, it's amazing to have so many applying as well. Yeah, that, that's what I'm surprised about is, you know, you know, we we thought that this was groundbreaking, you know, but it, it goes against the grain. You know, so many projects are acting as a silo where it's like there's some cell shaming involved. You know, you can't leave a community. Otherwise, you're you're kind of shamed in, you know, that you left. It's like going from one fraternity to to another. Yeah. And, and so we're saying, you know, stop that nonsense. We're all one big community. Yeah. We, we preach positive sum game that we're here to grow the pie, not fight over a slice. Um, and and this initiative is putting um, action to those to those words. And so we thought that it was going to take people a little bit more time to absorb it. Um, and I'm just shocked at how quickly there's support around it and how excited people are for the initiative. Yeah, I, it's been really cool to see on the outside. And part of me thinks, and this is a very um, sort of leading biased, uh, optimistic opinion, right? But is it possible that 
as more and more communities become in that meth or methane becomes like the token of the NFT world, right? That lots of people are earning and using it's, and trading. It's possible. And and that's where you know, I had a couple of founders that I spoke to who pushed back a little bit and like, hey, you know, you're 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 encroaching on our area. You know, what do you, you know, I said, look, you know, the permission list goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Nothing's stopping you from you know, letting people use the methane token within your community. And then right. all of a sudden you do something cool with it. You have all of these people from all these other communities that are going to come in and maybe spend methane there. And we didn't, right. we didn't anticipate that, or we didn't, yeah. um, you know, we didn't drive that, but you can, yeah. so permissionless works both ways. Yeah, that's right. Um, question about the methane token, uh, because, uh, you know, I've had questions from other people that are like, okay, well, how, you talked about this. One of the missions is to help people like make money, right? You're very, like honest about that. Like a lot of people are like, oh, it's all about the community, right? Like, no, 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 you're investing in NFTs because you want to make money, right? Um, turning, let's say, methane into uh, money, US dollars, is a complicated sort of endeavor right now, right? You got to either make a teen and sell that or like find somebody on discord to buy your methane. Um, from what I understand, there's not necessarily plans to create some type of liquidity pool. Is there a way in the future where people will be able to cash that out? Or is there something else in the works? Yeah. So we, we can't, so we're, we're a U.S. company. Um, yeah. and so this is strictly from our perspective, it's strictly an in-game utility token. Mm. Um, so there is no, we're, we're, we're not going to have, have an exchange. We're not getting listed on exchange. We're not setting up a liquidity pool, you know, whatsoever, whatsoever. Um, so we're being very, very clear that, you know, this is an in-game utility token. So you can, you can take methane and we'll have plenty of ways for you to, for you to use it in game. Um, but we're, we're not, um, going to be swapping it for, um, for USD or for, for another, Right. another currency. Um, that is, that's not something now there's plenty of people in the community that have done certain things and, yeah. um, they've, they put swapping mechanisms in place or they've done peer to peer trades. Um, I think, uh, somebody's considering doing a liquidity pool on a, on a, on a decentralized exchange, but that's nothing that's, um, it would be not sanctioned. Or, it would not no. be created by or sanctioned by you guys. No. You could say, Hey, not you, you guys go use that. That's at your own risk. It's up to you. Right. Yes. We're not, Endorsing yeah, it is it. it is public, right? It's an asset on the blockchain, so people can yeah. do what they want with that with that asset. But that is not something that we're doing as a company. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I and I'm in Discord, and I see trades going on all the time. But obviously, it's it's sort of haphazard. Like, hey, I have this. Do you want this? What's the current price? And someone says, oh, it's you know, it's 0.15 ETH for a thousand meth or whatever, right? And it's kind of yeah, been yeah. going up and down from there. Um, but there's not like a way to exchange on scale. But as you mentioned. There's going to be plenty of ways to use the meth. As far as you're concerned, it's uh, from a technical standpoint, it's it's in-game currency. It's basically like Roblox, right? Money goes in, it doesn't yeah. come out. <laughs> That's, correct. That's correct. Exactly. Yeah. With, with <laughs> exactly those, right. <laughs> even though I think people can sell skins and other stuff. I, I don't know. How, my kids play Roblox, but I haven't given them any money to use, use in there yet. Um, okay. So uh, c- speaking of the community stuff, uh, you also, as I mentioned earlier, your team acquired... The Bulls on the Block project, which you where you had met and gotten involved uh, some months before, yes. tell me about how that came about, and because that was pretty unprecedented. Not only have we not seen many projects getting acquired in this space by others, other than you know famously, I think Yuga Labs acquiring you know CryptoPunks, right? But for a newer project to acquire an older project, and it was unprecedented. There was a lot of fanfare around that. You know, tell me how that came about and what the the sort of the uh, value proposition was there. 
So what we did is um, when I was involved in Bulls on the Block, even when I started the Bulls and Apes project, I was still a member of their council um, and I was working behind the scenes to help transition from the founders who had no desire to build a business out of it to a community run um, DAO. And we did that. So I worked, I, I helped work with legal and helped negotiate, helped help bring that across the finish line. Um, and um, it was it was community run. So I was off doing Bulls and Apes. They were they were running the project as a community, um, but I think DAOs are interesting conceptually, but they need um, they need something to get them going, and there was no central leadership. There was no um, way to drive that forward, so it floundered a bit. And then a couple of people in the community reached out to to me and some others, and were just like, "Hey, can you? I think this is going to die. I think it's not going to go anywhere. Can you come in and see if maybe you can take it on?" You know, offer up everything that you've built, and and maybe that can help revive the brand. So um, we took a look at it, um, had our how how legal do do some due diligence on it, um, and then ultimately we negotiated a um, asset transfer with the community to take on the brand, and then for us to offer up some of the the, the tech support and the marketing that we have to to help boost up the brand. Um, so that's that's how that came about for us personally. You know, we have heritage, our bull collection. There's a lot of traits, not exactly copied, but there's inspiration that came from Bulls on a Block clearly um, mm -hmm. in our traits. So there's some heritage to it. And then um, for us as a new project, um, having an OG brand under our, our umbrella was something that was important. It helps preserve the legacy of, of summer of 2021. Mm, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if more of that comes about uh, because we are in a period right now, right? Where some call it NFT winter, we're in a bear market, whatever it may be. There's going to be a lot of projects that just stop operating, right? Or, yes. or kind of go out of business. And I actually have uh, several tokens from one project that is, have announced a while back that they're they're calling it quits. And uh, luckily they are doing some refunds. They haven't done it yet, but okay. many others won't be, right? That's, no, they won't. Businesses fail. Lots of businesses fail. Lots, lots of startups fail. Never mind in a volatile industry like Web three or mm -hmm. brand new technology like Web three or first time entrepreneurs who are getting involved. Um, so you'll have you'll have that. Even though they're good good people who had good intentions, there'll be plenty of projects that fail. Uh, I agree. How do you see speaking of that? Like, what's your view? I know you're you have a lot of plans for Bulls Nays project, and I'm sure you're very bullish and optimistic about what you're going to be creating. Yes. Um, what do you think about the market as a whole? We're recording this now in December 2022, entering 2023. We've been sort of a bear market. Uh, do you see things like getting more popular coming back in in 23? Do you think we're in this you know this type of market for a long haul? Like, what do you obviously you can't predict the future, but what do you think about yeah. the market right now? I think it's going to go sideways for a bit here. Um, Andy, I think, um, number one for a lot of people, NFTs are, are hobbies. Um, and, and so the, the global macro environment, I think is going to play a role in how long it goes sideways for, um, you know, if we enter a global recession, um, some say we are already in a global recession, yeah. depending on how long, long that, that lasts, I think will will impact it. Um, the, the technology is not going to go away. Let's be clear. Um, mm -hmm. and the blockchain, it's just way too convenient to do transactions via blockchain without having to go through, um, banks and, you know, you know different, um, intermediaries. It's just too convenient for it not to work. The question is who and how, um, mm -hmm. who's going to be the drivers of it. 
Is it going to be the people who are currently here in Web3? Is it going to be new entrants that come in? Is it a combination of both? And how is it going to form into mass adoption? Is it through these community-based projects like they are today? Is it going to be some new way of, 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 of creating IP and, and getting IP and brands out? Is it going to be gaming? Is it going to be uh, music? Is it going to be something that's a lot more utility-based? Um, yeah, so those are the... Those are the, the the who and how I think will be a question, um, but but for me I think um, the the macro is going to be a big driver uh, at how long we stay in this sideways um, environment. Yeah. All right. And, and then last thing is, what do you have in store for twenty twenty three that you can tell us about for Bills and Age project, and and what's the long term vision that keeps the company going and and relevant as the market you know continues to change. So um, what we have a lot in store already uh, that's in the in the works. So mentioned Weird Worlds. Um, <clears throat> there's going to continue to be development on that. Um, that is the long term also, by the way. But um, uh, we have apes coming. So we're the Bulls and Apes Project. Mm. Bulls have been minted out back in May um, into June. God Bulls, Team Bulls are almost minted out. Apes are next. And we've got some really, really exciting things coming with the apes. Um, we think that we're going to be pushing the envelope. Community tokenization really pushes the envelope on what does it mean to be Web3. Um, our ape collection is going to push the envelope on digital identity. And so I'm really, really excited about what we're going to do with apes. Um, be on the lookout for that. We have uh, an email alert system that that allows you to stay up to date. Um, if you're not signed up, sign up. Um, it's on our website, bullsandapesproject.com. Um, the Weird Worlds, they'll be continued. Then we also have a physical card game that's coming out in 2023. So think like Magic the Gathering style. Mm. We're going to start with a limited edition for our holders, um, but then we are going to be expanding that a bit as we go um, also. So I'm really excited about how that's going to, going to play out. Long, long term, Weird Worlds and the Metaverse platform is our big Web3 play. We believe in being one of the pioneers on what does it mean to have a Web3 business model that is sustainable and that helps others others grow as well. And so that's the intention of, of Weird Worlds. In addition to that, I mentioned the IP and the lore. The lore is crazy engaging. Um, it's very immersive. It's captivating for you know all age ranges. And so I, I absolutely want to push the envelope on um, how do we grow that IP? How do we grow uh, the, the brand around the Bulls and Apes Project characters? Oh, so much cool stuff going on. And uh, last, last question, as you're, as you're building this out, what, what does your team look like right now? Because I understand you, you've built out a pretty big team. We do. Yeah, we've got 40 plus people on the team. So we have about a dozen people on the art team, about a dozen people on, on the tech team. We, got, we have about a dozen moderators within our Discord. Um, we've got delivery people. We've got um, graphic artists. We've got, we've got a pretty sizable team that's, that's behind this. It's not a, not a small one or two person team. That's yeah, it's not just three guys in a basement. Yeah. It's not a fly yeah. by night. This is this is a real company. And, and when I think about NFT projects and companies, there are very few with with teams this size, right? I'm sure Yuga and V Friends uh, oh, both have yeah. you know s serious teams, and maybe there's a couple others out there. But you obviously made a big investment in uh, this being successful in the long term, and uh, I am excited to be part of it. Definitely bullish about all of it. I have invested quite a bit and it's been fun watching the ride. I know we're just getting started. So uh, Anthony, thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing all this. I know okay. uh, for everybody listening, if you're looking to get more information, bullsandapesproject.com, uh, everything is on there, including the lore, the tokenomics, the links through to buy 
tools and OpenSea and, and everything we need. Anything else you want to make sure people know before we hang it up? Yeah, sign up for that email email alert. Best way to get involved. Not Discord's not for everybody. Twitter's not for everybody. Uh, but everybody's got email. Sign up for the email. Um, you'll you'll stay up to date on on all the information. Yeah, and I love that you guys, while you do embrace Web three with Discord and Twitter and whatnot, uh, still cater to people that you know prefer email. Or you put a lot of videos out on social media that most other projects you don't see doing. Docs founders, you know who everybody is. Uh, it's been cool to see, fun to watch, and, and definitely fun to be part of. So, Anthony, thanks again for being here. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. All right, take care. 